5: everybody it's that time of the day the pro football rewind where everything you need is right here we go forward in reverse analyzing the week in the nfl applying it to all of your fantasy football needs whether they be season-long dfs or the ever important sports investment my name is matt striker and joining me as always is the ever important davis maddock davis how's week nine treating you buddy
3: Week nine's treating me great. It was uh it was a great week of fantasy football, great week of DFS, great week of sports investments for me. So uh you know, the another week, very happy to uh, to be here on the show with you tonight, Matt.
5: All right, I love a smiling Davis because that means that over the course of the next couple of hours, we are going to get fun nuggets out of Davis. And you can see I've got my book open. My pen is ready. I constantly take notes. You should as well because if you want the edge, you get on the grid. This here is the Pro Football Rewind. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at TV. Davis, what jumped out at you in the early part of the day that put that smile on your face?
3: Uh well the one of the things definitely has to be the performance of Jalen Samuels for the Pittsburgh Steelers he was one of my most invested in guys in daily fantasy today he had the 13 receptions also uh, a dramatic come from behind victory for the Kansas City Chiefs Harrison Butker nailing that kick to send Minnesota back to uh you know back to where they came from with a loss and uh, you know the the all important cover and the the outright win by the underdog Kansas City Chiefs. I think that was the biggest thing for me.
5: Yeah, and uh, you, me, and a lot of people had Jalen Samuels in a lot of our DFS plays. I paired him up with Christian McCaffrey. Did very well today, and. Uh I think it's safe to say, and I saw a stat here, and we could talk about this when we come back, but McCaffrey is actually on a record PPR pace. He's going to eclipse LaDainian Thomason's record from 2006. When we come back, we're going to talk about that and everything else that you need in order to advance, because this is where the men get separated from the boys. This is where the fantasy football champions rise above. And you need someone like Davis Matic. I need someone like Davis Matic. We have everything you need right here on the Pro Football Rewind. We're going to come back and give you all your wants and needs right after this.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: Tick tock, doo 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 doo. We are flying like an eagle. And yes, I did, did say doo doo, but that's the kind of day that we're having. We're all smiles here at the Pro Football Rewind. A lot of people did very well today. One of those people is my co host, my partner in crime, Mr. Davis Maddock. Davis, let's jump into it like we always do. Let's start with the early game out from London. I know a lot of people that set alerts on their phone to wake up at 8 a.m. Eastern time to get some injury reports on Jaguars wide receivers. I know a lot of people played Conley today. Didn't seem to matter because Houston ran away with this one. Did you see it coming?
3: I don't. I I did. I I don't. You know, I try not to toot my horn too much, but for (laughs) me, this was. This was my biggest bet of the year was uh, Houston Moneyline and Houston minus one. Uh, You know, Jacksonville is there. They have a good defense. I think that Gardner Minshew does have a future as a quarterback in the NFL. I don't think that Gardner Minshew is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's what he would have to be for this line to have made any sense because Houston's defense is fine. The, the secondary is not very good, but the, the pass rush is okay. Uh, they're good running the ball. They of course have Deshaun Watson, who is, you know, the third or fourth best quarterback in the NFL. So for me, if, you know, if I was making this line, if they, they hired me out of one of those tall towers in the desert, this line would have been Houston minus three or minus three and a half. So yeah, pretty much line of the year was Houston minus one for me. So I, I didn't have to set my alarm for that.
5: Let's get the hashtag going. Hire Davis. I mean, we've seen the hashtag fire Freddie, and we're going to talk about that. But the hashtag is hire Davis. Uh, Nick Foles is set to come back after what you've seen here. Do you think that Minshew takes a back seat once Folesy is ready?
3: He can't possibly, right? There, there's, there's not a chance that they can bench. I mean, I know that this was Gardner's worst game of the year, but he's been really good and the defense was not good in this game against Houston. I think it's certainly far from us thinking that, uh, that Gardner Minshew is bad, that he is uh, uh, you know, a paper tiger. I think that he's been really good this year. My favorite thing that he does is he's very good at evading pressure and then making plays after that pressure. It's like sort of the opposite of what Baker Mayfield is doing right now, but Baker actually is pretty good at evading that initial oncoming pass rush, but then he's sort of clueless as to what to do after he drops his eyes. But Gardner's really good at creating a play after that. And and Foles has never done that. Even going back to the Super Bowl run, that really was never his strong suit. So for me, I actually think Gardner probably has a better NFL skill set right now than Foles.
5: Oh well now we move on to speaking of clueless quarterbacks. And I'm sorry to say it. Let's talk about the Jets in Miami. I mean, I'm here in New York City And I know that when I leave the studio, there will be about six or seven people outside, as they always are. But Sam Darnold is just, he is not good. He makes bad decisions. And that is evident by the fact that Miami beats the Jets. And now there are clamors coming out for a coaching change. Uh, Did you see this game going this way?
3: Well, Adam GaSe should have never been hired. But no, I, if I if I'm gonna give myself if I'm gonna give myself props for the Houston line, I have to uh I got to admit, you know, in front of in front of you and in front of all the viewers, I I bet on the New York Jets to win this football game. So that uh that was not the best decision that I made. Uh, you know, really really all year, it feels it feels really shameful. And my whole thinking was the Jets uh the Jets yes they do suck. But uh, they're not trying to. the The Dolphins are bad, but they're trying to be bad. And if you if you get two forces together, you get the the immovable force and the unmovable object. You know what what happens there. And uh, I I got it wrong. It, it turns out that Ryan Fitzpatrick, at his advanced age, still better than Sam Darnold.
5: Yeah, that's the old Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy. The irresistible force meets the immovable object. Credit to the late Great Gorilla Monsoon for that one. But, yeah, just unbelievable some of the things that that Darno does when he's under pressure. I saw him just loft one towards the end zone, and it got picked off. And it's just one of those things. But I can expect a coaching change coming here in this city uh, probably in a couple of weeks. All right, let's go to Washington and Buffalo here. This was the lowest point total on the board. Buffalo was able to pull it out 24-9. You and I both see this coming this way.
3: I actually liked Washington to cover a little bit, not because I didn't, I was not into uh, Buffalo's offense, but because I, I really am not. Uh, I'm not that crazy about thinking that uh you know josh allen just is a good decision maker like i think that josh allen makes questionable decisions and i was pretty much expecting for you know uh, a strip sack or a, you know horrible pick six to come at some point and it never came because devin singletary 20 carries for 95 yards. Uh, he was phenomenal in the passing game as well, with three receptions for 45 yards. He he crushed in this game, and uh, basically the the Bills just had to take no risks. They didn't have to go for it on fourth down. They never gave Washington you know prime field position. Basically, it was it was just a stone cold walk in the park for Buffalo and. Washington, even more so than Miami and New York right now, is they are the least competitive team in the National Football League right now. They have not scored a touchdown in three games.
5: So let's play fantasy Booker here. If it were the Jets versus Washington, would, what would the line be and what would the over-under be?
3: It would be Jets by three and the line would be 38 and a half.
5: Tremendous. Hashtag hire Davis. You need Davis. Okay, now here's a great game for me. I was all over it. It was Carolina and Tennessee. And like I alluded to before the break, Christian McCaffrey is on pace to have the greatest PPR season in fantasy football, eclipsing with Dalen Tomlinson by 10 full points. Tomlinson put up 483 points in 06, and McCaffrey is on pace for 493. He was just a beast today, huh?
3: Yeah, 24 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns, not to be outdone, three receptions on three targets and a touchdown in the passing game as well. I do also want to give due to uh, my boy, DJ Moore, 10 targets 101 yards. He was great in this game. Actually almost got a touchdown but was down on the one with a phenomenal catch. DJ Moore is very quietly having, you know, a good PPR season that would be a great PPR season if Christian McCaffrey, you know, was not just getting every touchdown once the team got inside the 10-yard line, but DJ Moore is probably a guy who's going to rise to national attention next year when uh, Carolina is able to, uh, you know, when they just get some better quarterback play and not that Kyle Allen has been bad, but Kyle Allen's just, you know, he's just not Cam Newton and that doesn't make him a bad quarterback, but Cam Newton is uh, you know, a former MVP, a former uh, Super Bowl quarterback. So it's just, it's just not quite the same thing. And Curtis Samuel uh, six targets, 64 yards, and then also added the uh, rush attempt for 10 yards as well. You know, he was, he was quite good in this game. So I, I just thought, All around, this was a very strong showing by the Panthers.
5: All right, now a very fun game to watch, a very fun game to be invested in your sports investments as well as your DFS, is this Minnesota-Kansas City game, and it came down to high drama at the end. You alluded to it earlier. Tell us your thoughts about this game coming into the day.
3: Uh, Well, you know, this is something you and I have talked about a lot before, but so when you're thinking about sports investments, you think, okay, what team has the better quarterback? what team has the better offensive weapons and what team is going to call the game in a more optimal way. And you look at Mike Zimmer and you look at Andy Reed and you go, okay, maybe Andy Reed is bad at clock management and maybe he's going to mess up a few things that are pretty obvious here and there. But what we do know for sure is that he is going to call probably close to the most optimal game plan in terms of, you know, pass to run ratio, in terms of, you know, keeping the defense off balance every single drive. So uh, Kansas City was one of my biggest investment spots today. I thought that the line should have been a pick 'em in kansas city and it was minnesota by three so i i rode the kansas city line pretty hard the money line as well but this game did swing on a 91 yard rushing touchdown by Damian Williams, 12 carries, played 70% of the snaps. Uh, for those of you out there, you probably play in a league where Damian Williams has been dropped. Uh, he, he really has done nothing for the last two weeks, but now it looks like he is going to be the guy after playing 75% of the snaps for Kansas City. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a very good position to be in in fantasy football.
5: All right, I think we've set a record here. I have penned in my first name, and by the time this show is over, this book will be filled with names that you should be looking to pick up, names you should be looking to drop, and some of the names we talked about last week actually paid off, and uh, we are have two more games that I want to talk to you about. But, Davis, in about 30 seconds, how important is it right now to really be watching that waiver wire based off of things we're seeing?
3: Well, I think it's really important if your team is good. So, if your team is sitting there, you know, you're you're eight and one, you're at you're crushing your league. Uh, you could find yourself, you know, on the outside looking in at the first round of the playoffs if you're not grinding the waiver wire right now. If you're if you are not making the the most optimal choices. Like you're going to get left
5: behind. That's right. You don't want to get left behind. We leave no one behind. This is the Pro Football Rewind. We come back and we get you and we move forward. I'm Matt Stryker. He's Davis Maddock. When we come back, we'll break down a couple of more games from the 1 o'clock, talk about some injuries that you might want to know about, all this and more coming your way when the Pro Football Rewind brings it back after this. All right. You want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join dailyroto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL, DFS, line combos, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, this is the Pro Football Rewind where champions are made, and champions are made by having the information that the rest of the league doesn't have. Look, let's be honest the fantasy football industry is littered with experts giving you the same information. But here in the Pro Football Rewind, we have something the other people don't. We have davis Maddock, and Davis is able to give insight that is so unique and can actually help you advance beyond your competition. So each and every week, Davis and I sit down. We break down the 1 o'clock games. We break down the 4 o'clock games. Davis pulls the insight. We talk about who to pick up, who to drop. We look at some of the lines. We look at the way the spreads can affect our DFS and our season-long plays as well. Now Davis is here each and every week. Sometimes with weather and things like that, there's some atmosphere elements that can affect things. But Davis, you're with me right now, are you not? I've got a good connection here. Yeah, yeah. I am uh, right. My,
3: my computer was in the middle of restarting over the break, but I am I'm here with you right now.
5: How dare that computer do that? Okay, so now that we have you. Let's hold you tight so that we do not lose you. I want to talk about this Chicago and Philadelphia game because there are two injuries on the wide receiver side for Philadelphia that could impact things moving forward. Talk to me about this game. So Philadelphia
3: is a really interesting team because their pass defense is so bad, and Chicago was just not able to do anything with it at all. They uh, In the first half, this is a great stat that I saw, they were averaging... 2.3 inches per pass attempt in the first half. Wait, did you say now, inches?
5: You said inches, not yards, right? Inches. 2.3 inches <laughs> in the uh in the first half. So
3: that's how things were going for them in the first half. It was not the uh, it was not particularly great for them. Now they were able to get some points going in the second half, but Philadelphia covered pretty easily in this game. And uh you know, one of the things I have to be thinking is I mean, don't they they got to be close to benching Mitch Trubisky just for good. They they certainly are not going to want to pay him. They're not going to uh they're not going to make the playoffs. So if uh you know if their defense is not enough to keep them competitive, then you know what do they what do they have here?
5: Yeah, no, you make some great points. Talk to me a little bit about the Alshon Jeffrey and the Deshaun Jackson situations, and also piggyback on what you just said about Trubisky. If he's taken out of the fold, who do we look at?
3: I think that if, uh, you know, if he's taken out of the fold, we're going to be looking at, you know, Chase Daniel or, or some situation like that for the Bears. It's certainly, it's certainly not a good situation. I would say right now, the, the biggest news in the Eagles passing game, though, it's got to be Zach Ertz. Finally, a dominant performance from him. We've been waiting all year for him to post, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown. And there's been games where Alshon Jeffrey has taken over that role. There has been games where Dallas Goddard has taken over that role. But really, this was the first alpha Zach Ertz game all year long, and it was he was very cheap on the daily fantasy sites, and uh, you know it, I I believe that he was in the million dollar lineup on DraftKings. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I believe that he was the tight end on the million dollar lineup.
5: So now help me out here. If Jeffrey and Jackson are now negated, is there someone to pivot to in that Eagle receiver core, or nothing worth mentioning?
3: I mean, I guess that we could think about Nelson Aguilar, sure. uh, Mac Collins, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. These are actually the names that we had to cycle through earlier in the year when uh, the Eagles wide receivers were decimated. Nelson Aguilar had that, uh, that two-touchdown game, and uh, after that two-touchdown game, he's basically been completely useless.
5: completely useless. I told you Davis is going to give us the smiles each and every time, and he does not fail here. All right. Talk to me about this Indianapolis Pittsburgh game. Uh, Brissett goes down with an injury. It's an MCL. He wanted to come back. They didn't let him. Brian Hoyer was um, serviceable in replacement here. Talk to me about this game. Talk to me about the James Conner situation and some of the other obvious talk out of that backfield. Well,
3: this was very surprising for a lot of us who were really invested in Jalen Samuels. Trey Edmonds had a way bigger role than many of us would have expected. He had a 45 yard run early on in this game that, uh, you know, really basically, I think if he would not have had that run, I think that Jalen Samuels probably would have just been the guy for, you know, for the rest of the game. But Jalen did have a great game through the air 13 receptions. Now, when James Conner is back, I don't necessarily think that Jalen Samuels is going to become you know, Chris Thompson, Darren Sproles. I don't think he's going to get 13 targets a game. But Jalen Samuels has proven now in really the only two healthy games he's played this year, he's ready to be a real part of this offense. I will say the Brissett injury, that's a pretty big deal for, for the playoff picture in the AFC because if he is out for four weeks and throughout that period we get a situation where Brian Hoyer is the quarterback for the Colts, all of a sudden, this is a team that looked like a wild card team that they could go on a four-game losing streak, I think, pretty easily. So, you know, if this MCL sprain turns out to be an MCL tear, something that keeps him out for eight weeks or so, like, we're looking at, it, you know, the AFC playoff picture changing entirely.
5: Absolutely. As the pictures change from week to week, we're here to help you clear all that away and really see it. It's almost like one of those, what were those things called? I forget what they were. You hold them real close and you can't see it and then you pull it away slowly and then the picture appears. That's what's going on in the NFL right now. The tight end situation in Indianapolis is also something worth talking about the quarterback situation in Indianapolis, some things going on in Kansas City. All this and more are worth paying attention to, and that's why Davis is so valuable. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some spreads. We're going to look at which teams did what. It was a very interesting week because we had many overs here, and it shows me that the offenses are really starting to click, and everyone loves some good offense. So, Davis, in about 30 seconds or so, can you tell me which offense impressed you the most in the early part of the day?
3: Well, there are a couple of good answers to this question. I think Indianapolis just being functional, having to replace Jacoby Brissett with Brian Hoyer in the middle of the game, that was actually just very impressive to me from a coaching standpoint. But also, I think we need to talk about Kansas City being able to perform that well offensively at home with their backup quarterback against the Minnesota Vikings defense. That was pretty impressive to me as well. And some of those players are definitely going to matter in fantasy moving forward.
5: Yeah, and I alluded to it. I see that seven teams went over out of the 11, and I just have to check my math again, only because I'm being held accountable by the world of television. 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, seven teams went over. Does that show you anything now? And we talk about it each and every week. I know it's good quarterbacks and bad defenses and game scripts, but the cream of the crop is really starting to separate themselves in the league, are they not?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is the time. We're in week nine. There are teams who are already, you know, gone from the playoffs. They they just have no chance. Maybe they came into the week having, you know, 10, 15% chance, but it's completely over now. And then there are the other, you know, 20 teams in the league. There's a dogfight. I mean, if you look at this AFC playoff picture right now, there are a bunch of teams that are like, oh, we can figure this out. We can make it. Like, it was enough. Like the AFC playoff picture is so bad that the Jets all probably woke up this morning thinking, we can do this. Like, that's how that's how weird the AFC playoff picture was until today.
5: Yeah, the Jets looked at it, and then they looked at who was under center and said, yeah, no, no, we can't. Uh, although, I, I did have some shares of Crowder, and he, he did pay off for me in those positions. Did you see anything from this Miami offense that makes anyone on that team fantasy viable now? I mean, Belage did well. And what were what what your thoughts?
3: I think Devontae Parker and Preston Williams with Ryan Fitzpatrick under the center, I think he's kind of got to be considered, I, I think those guys are like wide receiver threes the rest of the year. Preston Williams had two touchdowns today, Devontae Parker had one. I actually think Parker is the better wide receiver, but I will say, you know, there, there's going to be volatility in those performances because there is going to be some games where Miami is just overwhelmed, you know, you're not going to play those guys against the Patriots, but I when see. they're playing against Cleveland, when they're playing against Pittsburgh, when they're playing against New York, like these other kind of other mediocre AFC teams, I think those guys are plays.
5: Absolutely. And we will talk about Cleveland because to me, that is a huge controversy. And I've seen it on social media. The question is, is whose seat is hotter Freddie Kitchens or Adam Gase, and I tend to think that it's Freddie Kitchens because more was expected from that team, and more is expected from us. So much more <laughs> is expected from Davis Matic. For me, expectations are kind of in the middle, but either way, make sure you come back because the Pro Football Rewind is going to give you everything you need. When we come back, we'll talk about your sports investments. We'll dive into DFS. We'll dive into pickups, drops, and everything else you need because that's what we give you right here on the Pro Football Rewind. Davis Matic, Matt Striker, coming right back after this. All right. All right. No matter which way you walk, you find yourself to your destination wherever you go. There you are. Be here now. There's a bunch of different cliches that mean the same thing. And what it means is that the moment that we're in right now is most important. Do not worry for tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring enough worries of its own. And for those worries... We have a solution, and that solution is the one and only Davis Matic. You're going to get on the grid here. You want the edge, you get on the grid. This is the Pro Football Rewind. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and Instagram at SportsGridTV. Now, Davis, you've already started by telling me about Damian Williams and Trey Edmonds as guys that people should think about looking to pick up. Anyone else jump out at you from the 1 o'clock games that might be worthy of a waiver wire ad? And anyone that you think you can kick to the curb.
3: So maybe it wasn't a a one o'clock game, but I think uh, the London game actually brought Mm. us someone who might be kind of interesting. Keelan Cole, six targets, five receptions, 80 yards in the London game. If D.D. Westbrook is going to be out for a few weeks, if he's going to miss, you know, three weeks, four weeks, and he's got a bunch of injuries, he's got hamstring injuries, he's got ankle injuries, he's got a shoulder injury. So Keelan Cole was basically the like for like replacement, you know, just slotting in there for him. I I think that he is a pretty interesting ad another. The replacement wide receiver in the Indianapolis game Zachary Pascal five receptions 74 yards and a touchdown for him I thought that uh, he looked pretty good basically playing T.Y. Hilton's position for the Colts and uh, you know if they have Brian Hoyer in these games they are definitely going to be trailing in a lot of these games which is going to lead them away from Marlon Mack and towards throwing to you know Pascal's Jack Doyle which is another great ad Jack Doyle uh, you know a, a, t- a receiving touchdown today. No one has a tight end they like. If you don't own... You know Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, and Darren Waller, or or our guest George Kittle. You probably hate your tight end in fantasy football. So Jack Doyle would be you know a potential way to start to fix some of those issues. The aforementioned Preston Williams and Devonte Parker, those guys should be rostered in pretty much all at least twelve team leagues. They they definitely should be. Um, Minnesota, uh, a guy by the name of Olabisi Johnson, I thought with um adam thielen returning that he would basically go back to being useless but he did have two targets and a touchdown in this game that was uh he actually had one reception for four yards which was the same as Stephon diggs what a weird offense the vikings ran today i know that we uh we already kind of ran through that game but just just a very weird offense they ran today with the receiving touchdowns going to ola bc johnson kyle rudolph and uh amir abdullah and uh let, we need to remember that Deion Lewis is definitely better than Derrick Henry at uh, at catching the ball. So Derrick Henry did have multiple touchdowns today, but Deion Lewis had five targets and four carries. Tennessee is going to lose a lot of games for the rest of the year. So as they keep losing those games, it's going to be Deion Lewis that is in the lineup, and it's not going to be Derrick Henry. So he's someone who's worth uh, you know, a small add as well.
5: All right. Now, what about some drop-offs? Because if we have these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names already, we have to make room. So who's ready? Who can go?
3: So we definitely can drop Kiki Cutie and DeAndre Carter from the Houston Texans. Kiki Cutie, has, he's just been benched. He was someone who was drafted pretty high. A lot of people liked him in fantasy this offseason. It's just not going to happen for him. He, he now has two games in a row with zero targets, he and that's with Will Fuller injured. He is just not involved in the offense there at all. Uh, I think as we were talking about, I think if this injury for D.D. Westbrook is a multi-week thing, you know, we just talked about it. We're heading into the playoffs. We're trying to consolidate the strengths of our roster. We definitely are not going to want to, uh, you know, hold guys like Deve Westbrook onto uh, our teams. I, I definitely think that I would be okay with that. I think you can also drop any non allen Robinson or David Montgomery Chicago Bears so I think you can drop Tari Cohen I think you can drop uh, Cordarell Patterson Trey Burton Adam Shaheen Anthony Miller Taylor Gabriel all of those guys pretty much you can just go ahead and uh, you can just go ahead and kick them to the curb because the team is not going to be efficient enough on offense I think the same goes for the New York Jets everyone other than Le'Veon Bell and Jamison Crowder those guys uh, you know they can go eight targets for Ryan Griffin, but eventually Chris Herndon is going to be back uh, four targets, thirty three yards for Robbie Anderson. He was almost outgained by former undrafted free agent Vincent Smith. Just uh you know, I everyone kind of loves Robbie Anderson. It's just not going to happen for him this year with how uh, poorly the Jets have been playing on offense
5: absolutely. And there really aren't a lot of options for the Jets if you are one of those players or people out there that are trying to roster Jets. I agree with what Davis is saying. Now, Davis, Here's something that I think that we do on this show that is incredibly insightful, and I think people miss the boat here. When we talk about our pro football investments and we look at the spreads and the lines, how can we apply those to our DFS? I look at a game that has a very high point total, and I think I want in on that game because if Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of points there, there's something for me to take advantage of in DFS. No?
3: Oh, definitely. That's definitely uh, like level one of analyzing. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, I, I think you make a good point, though, Matt, which is that some people don't do that. Some people go, well, I think the game is going to go this way and, uh, you know, just don't make any reference to the lines at all. I do think, however, the next level of that strategy is you go, OK, so if I was making a sports investment on this game, what would it be? You know, for example, the this Patriots uh, Ravens game that's going on, as you and I are talking right now. Uh, maybe this will sound stupid when people are listening to this, but I really like the over for that game. I think the Patriots defense is overrated. And I think Lamar Jackson is very underrated by, you know, people who bet on sports and by people who watch sports. So if you you think that, okay, the total it's 43. I think that the defense is overrated and one of the quarterbacks is underrated. So I like the over that should mean. Well, OK, then I don't want to play the Patriots defense as much in DFS. And I do want to play the quarterback and his pass catchers a little bit more. And if you kind of do that with every game, so you look at every game and every total and you think, OK, that that total seems about right. That total seems a point low. That total seems three points low. Maybe you'll have that opinion on some of those games. I think that's kind of the next level of the of where to take your DFS game.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, you can reach him at Davis Matic on social media. And, yes, he just said that the New England Patriots defense is overrated. So, Davis, get ready for your mentions to be flooded from everyone in the New England colonies, John Winthrop excluded. That's the social studies teacher in me. All right. I want to talk about uh, this Indianapolis-Pittsburgh game because the the line was minus one and the total was 40. They blew that out. Um What did Vegas see here that maybe you or others could also see or maybe some people missed?
3: They totally just had to have thrown their hands up with this game especially with this game hitting the over. These are two teams that play pretty slow on offense. They're both in the bottom half of the league in situation neutral pace. Mm-hmm. Uh but and both teams want to run the ball. You know, even in even in this high-scoring game, we have Marlon Mack with 21 carries. We have the Steelers getting over 22 carries. Where the Steelers were really able to to attack them was they were really good in the short passing. Jalen Samuels was 13 for 13. James Washington was four for four. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was three for five, a disappointing game for him after that breakout game last week. Uh, I think really also for, for those who uh, like to invest in sports and for those who like to set sports investment lines, nothing will just throw a wrench in a game script like a defensive touchdown. So we have the Colts driving. They're maybe going to take the lead. They're maybe going to, you know, the, the whole game is about to change and, Brian Hoyer throws an interception by Minka Fitzpatrick that has returned 96 yards for a touchdown. That That is just a situation when you get a defensive special teams touchdown. You basically just have to say, well, you throw your hands up because you're, you're probably just not going. If you, if you were on the under or you were on the team that threw the pick six, that's just unlucky. And, uh, you know, it's just hard to uh, come back from that.
5: Now, here's something that I saw, and it's it was curious to me. The lowest point total of the day also featured the largest spread. I'm talking about this Buffalo Washington game. The numbers that I saw were 36 and a half as the total, and 10 and is the spread. What does that tell you when you see such a low point total, accompanied by the highest spread of the day?
3: What that tells you is both the people who are setting the lines, who are, you know, the, uh, the the quantitative analysts hired by Las Vegas casinos and by, you know, all sorts of bookmakers, they think one of those teams really sucks. And then when they put that information out there to the public and to, uh, you know, the people who first bet the lines, these super sharp sports bettors who are sitting there on their computers at 4 a.m. Sunday night waiting for lines to come out, uh, essentially you, you would just be looking at that and you'd be saying, well, these people think that they are are bad too. So, you know, we're talking about uh, a Washington offense that was they started Dwayne Haskins and you know what's funny? Dwayne Haskins, I think in a game where he scored 0 points and his team was completely non-competitive, I actually think he defied expectations by doing that <laughs> because He had been so bad in his other appearances, you know, throwing interceptions, taking sacks, just looking completely lost. So I I just think I think it's very funny that, uh, you know, he was basically horrible and some people in Washington are probably pleased with him.
5: So, so just by being neutral, by not being awful, you actually have some type of moral victory here. And that, to me, sums up the Redskins' season. And it's a far cry from what the other major team in the area, the Washington Nationals, were able to pull off. Congratulations to them winning the World Series. I want to stay with bad teams because I've always made my money in sports investments with bad teams. Did you think this Jet Miami game was going to hit the over?
3: I don't. I didn't have a strong feeling about this over. I did. I actually thought. I gotta be honest with you. I really thought Miami was gonna be bad in this game. I, I did not see 288 yards and uh, three touchdowns with no interceptions coming with Fitzpatrick. I thought if the over hit in this game, it was gonna be much more likely to come from the defensive side of the ball. You know, the Jets have some good special teams players. They theoretically, uh, they were. They came into this game top 10 in the NFL in football outsiders DVOA, which is just a measure of defensive efficiency. And all of those things were true and they got walked over by the dolphins. You know, have dolphins. They weren't able to run the ball. Mark Walton averaged 2.4 yards per carry. Caleb blage averaged 2.7 yards per carry. However, I mean, Fitzpatrick was just too good for them and and really got to whatever he wanted to do. And if they would not have been up by so many points, they probably would have passed the ball even more efficiently. So I I thought the the under looked good to me here.
5: Okay, now I want to go to another game here because to me it seems that the defense of this team has changed mid-season. What happened to the Bears' defense here? Because this point total of 41.5, I mean, that's something to me. They did hit the under, but... What's going on with that Bears defense and moving forward? Is that something we can pick on?
3: Well, you know, you, you can't chop down a tree with one axe swing, right? <laughs> you got you to gotta hit it with an axe a hundred times. And the Bears, because the offense is so bad, they get hit with an axe a thousand times a game because the offense, they get on the field, they turn the ball over, and then the offense comes right back at them. And basically, the modern NFL Offensive coaches are at an advantage. Offensive coaches generally are are just kind of more advanced than their defensive counterparts. And all of the rules that exist in the NFL now exist to make things easier for the offense. You know, roughing the quarterback. Uh, you know, Really the only thing that's not great for the offense is the current holding rules. Right. I, I, I would just say overall, though, great defenses mostly are an illusion. Maybe they'll last for one game. So we've seen like... Uh, the like the Patriots have this great uh, bend-don't-break defense, and when Bill Belichick has three weeks to get ready for a defense like he did in the Super Bowl last year, he can completely confuse the opposing offense. I think, for example, if the Rams and Patriots played three months from now and Sean McVay got to know everything that he knew now their game plan would look a lot different he'd be a lot less confused about what the Patriots had to throw at him and I think that's kind of what we're seeing with the Bears they have some great athletes but uh you know it's just hard to play defense in the NFL
5: absolutely and it is also hard to win fantasy football championships but not if you have the edge and the way you get that edge is getting on the grid davis matic is razor sharp my name is matt striker this is the pro football rewind everything you need to turn a difficult situation into some money we're going to come back with more right after this the pro football rewind has everything you need and more
4: slash iHeart.